update about one of the big news stories of the week, and apparently the late night comics are also. And we're going to do one of. Do we have a? Do we do? Do we got a theme for this now? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Okay. Production is is being uh, put together uh, within uh, seven to eighteen business days. Okay, because we came up with the name the late night joke off when yes. when when a whole bunch of the late night people come up with a theme and we we, we Joe scores them. That's right, and the tradition is. The implementation has been a bit slow in this policy, but the, the policy is the first place winner is hailed as a comic genius. The middle guy, you just roll your eyes and move along, and the last place guy needs to be banned from the business for being unfunny. <laughs> yeah, the networks are really giving us some hard pushback on that final last place <laughs> thing, but I, I think we'll, we're okay. making progress. Let's hear it. Trump announced that uh, very recently, actually, over the weekend, that he will release over 3,000 classified files relating to the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, 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 Trump is releasing them. Spoiler alert, apparently Hillary did it. (laughs) President Trump announced that he is releasing thousands of files on JFK, even though they were already set to be released. (laughs) And he said, not only that, I'm declaring October 31st, Halloween. President Trump is, I don't know if you know this, but is planning to release uh, treasure trove, thousands of classified documents connected to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. His wife, Melania, said, hey, while you're releasing those, will you release release me too? (laughs) On Saturday, Donald Trump tweet announced an exciting new development. I will be allowing as president the long-blocked and classified JFK files To be opened. That's right. The documents will be released by the National Archives this Thursday. Is what they want you to think. (laughs) Are we expected to believe that a single National Archives could release all these documents? And what is a National Archive but a fancy word for book depository? (laughs) Think about it. I haven't. (laughs) Mm, Too long. Well, hmm. I think it's an interesting story. So on Thursday, they're going to release a whole bunch of stuff that has been classified. I don't know that you know we're all going to sun, uh, all of a sudden say, oh, it was Castro or something like that. Right. But a lot of the stuff has been kept secret out of sensitivity to uh, other countries and that sort of thing. And, and the CIA and their operating methods, because mm-hmm. some of these documents were generated in the 90s. So, you know, maybe we still have, you know, uh, the same methods for ooching around in those countries, allegedly. Right. Although it's thought that probably not. So, well, uh, our winner Conan with a solid A, funny that joke. That was funny. Funny joke. Fallon surprised me. A B, good solid B. You can uh, be a successful man with a B. Uh, Kimmel, a disappointing C. Though Kimmel is dead to me, and I made that clear yesterday, uh, I am a man of great fairness <laughs> and a big heart. <laughs> And I assure you that I am grading him fairly. But that was a C. Uh, Colbert, with a C plus, saves his career by a hair. Though the joke was too long, I enjoyed his riff on conspiracy paranoia. Points for creativity. It saved his job. Kimmel shall be banned from broadcasting. Still hard to believe that uh, just one one crazy dude who is traveling to the Soviet Union and Mexico City to go to the Russian embassy and all that sort of stuff climbed up in a building and, uh, and, and killed the president and then was shot shortly thereafter and killed. That's uh, just it's hard to believe, but that's what they've determined, apparently. 
Well, Jack, if I was the sort of idiot who spouted cliches, I would tell you it's the perfect storm of factors that would create the the fuel for conspiracies. Yeah. I mean, really good stuff. Um, At the height of the Cold War, the guy had lived in Russia. Right. And, and met the, Russians in Mexico City, right? Uh, they and, think. And yes. And then he's he's killed after he... The, the minute he's exposed to anything, he's out of a cell. The minute in the lobby, somebody rubs him out. After screaming, I'm a patsy to everyone after he was arrested. Maybe he was just coming out as transgender. I mean, there are a couple different ways to interpret that statement. Yeah. And then yes, maybe Tommy he identifies jo- as patsy. And then Tommy Lee Jones shows up with the eyebrows. I may be right. confusing the movie with the real life events. But. Yeah, we uh, yeah we're we're re arguing the Kennedy assassination is what a- we're doing. As are many. Oh, and oh have heck been. Yeah, yeah. And hence the attention of the release of the documents. Yeah, on Thursday when all this stuff comes out, there'll be a whole bunch of people digging into various details. I just noticed you're wearing your Kid Rock for Senate T-shirt. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. Yes, I ain't straight out of Compton. I'm straight out the trailer. <laughs> Appeared to be listening to more Kid Rock lately as yes. well. <laughs> So we need to talk about Russia at some point. We don't have a lot of time right now, but there are a number of interesting developments. The whole Russian investigation seems to be, just judging from what everybody is saying on all sides of the aisle, moving away from the whole collusion idea toward just Russian active measures to screw with us. I got to say this. We won't talk about it more. I'll just I'll just mention this because we got a good guest coming up about talking about... Uh... Life and death, Jack, literally. Retirement and people dying and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, actual, actuarial uh, statistics are kind of surprising right now. It's another actuary Tuesday. Um, on the whole Russian thing, if it, if, it, if it keeps going the direction it looks like it's going, away from collusion mm-hmm. of Trump and Russia, yeah. is anybody going to remember the fever pitch that was going on for like six, nine months over this, where it was just daily... Obvious to anyone with a brain that Trump was going to be impeached, maybe go to jail over this whole thing. Sure, for Just being an active tool of the Kremlin. Stories every day in the Post and the New York Times. Who now mention it never right. <laughs> when they're when they're talking about this? I just wonder if it goes away. If anybody's going to, uh, if history will recall. Well, yeah, certainly everybody will just kind of shuffle around and pretend they didn't say anything. But I saw videotape last night. I think Brett Baer was showing it on his show on Fox News of uh, that horrible waste of skin, Adam Schiff, who was uh, droning on with his most serious, the, 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 the very government of the people of this country are at risk face and voice going on, reading stuff from the infamous Hooker's Peeing on Bed dossier, that ridiculous work of fiction that is now one of the main focuses of the investigation because it seems pretty clear that Russian agents paid Democrat political operatives to pay the guy to produce this report saying all sorts of heinous and ridiculous things about Trump. And the fact that Adam Schiff was reading it, and listen, he's not a stupid man. He may be an evil man, but I don't believe he's stupid. The fact that he was reading with complete complete credulity this horse ass on the house the floor of the house it was just it was hilarious looking back at it now and al franken asking various questions i'm very troubled by this uh, prostitutes peeing on a bed come on come on Trey Gowdy had a lot to say about it uh, yesterday. We'll hit you with some of that stuff a little later in the program about how these investigations work and 
how everybody's hoping that people put aside their partisanship and how that's laughable when these investigations are going on. Yeah, it won't happen. It won't happen. So, uh, recent studies of actuarial tables show that the long upward trend of life in America may be more or less at a close. We're wow. retiring later. We're dying sooner. Wow. That's or, a reversal I didn't or, see. We're miserable or so I can't remember. I didn't see that coming. So, uh, life and death in America coming up. Huh. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fights backstory. If you haven't heard that audio we played uh, a little bit earlier, we'll have to hit that again. O'Reilly's worked up. He was in the offices of the New York Times screaming like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, some sort of editorial meeting, or he demanded a meeting, or I don't even know. I would be a little concerned we're going to fight at some point if a guy's <laughs> that mad. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, an interesting story here that affects all of us, or at least we'll all be interested in, and that's the fact that there is a society of actuaries, and their meetings must be a real wingding. Now, every year when they come out, happiest people, least happy people based on jobs, are actuaries usually the, are they the ones that are the most depressed or the happiest? That's like the best job. The best job, okay. Right, by people who think it's great to sit in cubicles and do math. <laughs> Please, where's my hanging rope? Yeah, no kidding. At any rate, Jim Ryan of ABC News joins us to discuss the the report from the aforementioned Society of Actuaries that uh, contains some sobering truths about life in America. Hello, Jim. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Uh, (laughs) Getting money aside for retirement, that's really what everybody needs to be doing. That's kind of the upshot of this uh, report from the Society of Actuaries. They, of course, sit down and and figure out how long you and I are going to live and then uh, provide those figures to insurance companies and to marketers and to everybody else out there who is interested in this sort of thing. Their findings show that, and and I think everybody knew this uh, generally, that uh, we are retiring later. Uh, When when the Beatles put out that song, What I'm 64. Well, I was about the retirement age back then. Then it went up to 65. Now people are hanging on until 67 in order to collect their full Social Security benefits. And many people, of course, don't retire at all. They just keep on working. The, the same figures uh, from the actuary show that our life expectancy is dropping just very fractionally. And at some point, you know, it's going to stabilize and, and level off. Uh, you can't live forever. Nobody's going to live forever. They, the numbers can't uh, keep going up. But here's what they find, according to the actuaries. Uh, life expectancy is is down by about two, uh, 0.2 years, which is, I think, 35 months or so, approximately. So a 65-year-old man can expect to live to 85.6 years. A woman can expect to make it to 87.6 years. If you're 65, you're going to live in your mid-80s, most likely. That's the expectation. That, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And of course, man, many people go much longer than that, you know, and and a lot of folks uh, don't. And a lot, I think there's statistics, and we've seen this around the country with this opioid epidemic that's going on. Those mortality rates are actually figuring into the overall death 
rates, the, the, the mortality rates of some communities. So if somehow the country could get a, a handle on that problem, then perhaps these numbers might start to turn around. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask that. If my parents, for instance, uh, don't do heroin, uh, you know, is their, is their life expectancy actually affected, or is it all the 50-year-olds out there that are dropping dead from uh, various opioids they're getting into? Well, you know, statistically, if you average everything together, then those folks who are having problems with uh, opioids, painkillers, whatever, uh, are impacting the numbers that we all sure. are reflected in. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Jim Ryan of ABC News is online. So long and short is um, we're retiring later, yeah. but we're not living longer um, or healthier. So, you know, the whole retirement thing has gotten shorter and less pleasant than it was just a few years ago. I have many, many caveats to all those things. Is there anything else we need to know from your report? Well, yeah, I mean, just the, the long and short is that you, you do need to be saving money, uh, preparing for retirement, regardless of how long it might last. And, uh, you know, take care of your health now, long before you retire, so that you can enjoy that, uh, whether you retire all the way or you just uh, do what some people call a pre-tirement, and that is just back off hours and do something that you prefer to do as, as opposed to something you have to do. I know a bunch of people that do that. I love that yeah. idea. Uh, Jim Ryan of ABC News. Jim, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. All right, thanks. There's so many uh, the, 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 these these two stories are so different. <laughs> these two things, the living longer versus the working longer. Sure. Yeah, there um, are a bunch of things in this study. Yeah. And first of all, it it may the, the life expectancy may not have changed at all. In fact, it could be going up for everybody who doesn't get hooked on opioids. Correct. Yeah, there's very little evidence that there's anything else at work here. There are a couple of things, just very quickly as an aside, that uh, rates of dementia seem to be rising, um, that sort of thing. Difficult to tell whether that's greater awareness or an actual mm. rise. Right. It'll take years to figure that out, probably. As far as the working later, well, if you're a, uh, a big government lefty, you're going to start screaming about the evils of the economy and uh, capitalism and all that, and 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 people are being forced into it. There are so many different things that could be factored into that. It could be a whole generation of people that have decided that from watching others, maybe their parents, that, you know, the whole just quitting working isn't all it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, I know a lot of people have done that. They want to keep working, maybe do something else, maybe do it half as much as they used to or whatever, out of choice. Well, and listen, this may seem san- sound sanctimonious to you, but somebody challenge me, please, the... The uh, the moral, cultural, financial nature of the country has gone from a planning society to a consumerist society in the last 40, 50 years. Used to be your grandma and grandpa saved their money till they had enough to buy a car, the whole car. They didn't buy a car till they had enough money to pay for the car. Sometimes the same with a house, although, you know, the mortgage thing has been existed more than the house payments have longer. Um, the average size of the American house, I don't have the statistic in front of me, but it's something like 40 percent bigger than it was 30 years ago. And and the cost and the payment, et cetera, et cetera. People just want to live in big, giant houses. Something has got to give. And that something is Planning for old age, saving your money. I think that is clearly the case. Well, it's and indisputable, which, which but fine. nobody wants to hear it. Which is fine. You get to choose to do that if you want. I just don't want to hear anybody starting to craft any public policy. People have to work now until they're 68 on average because of because they all want to drive new cars. 
Maybe that's the reason, well, which is fine. You can if you want to. And live in a big house. But don't complain to me if you're working until you're 68, if you want to have a different car every two years because you get bored with the old one. That's fine. You get to do that. But that's, you know, if you, that's different than some sort of systemic problem with our economy. If you need that charge, that buzz from a new car, why not try something else like opioids to get that? No, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that'd be a really poor choice. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe a hobby. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, in answer to your, your concern, though, 100% certainty there's going to be public policy that's sticks it to savers and screws them as i've pointed out many times just because i want you to be vigilant um not that it'll do any good nancy pelosi oh that's right i have nancy pelosi sounding completely incoherent i think she's on the far side of uh the whole dementia not dementia line but we'll see stay tuned. really yes really anyway um she has already floated the notion there are politicians in the blue states, particularly California, that are talking about people who reach retirement with excess savings should probably be taxed no, on that savings. No freaking way. Yes. That's, that they would floated the idea. No. And, and I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. And it's just it like starts. driver's licenses for illegals. It went from unthinkable to extremely unlikely to controversial, et cetera, et cetera, and be before you knew it, it happened. What is excess savings? That means That's you saved. whatever effing Nancy Pelosi <laughs> thinks it is. That means you... I'm sorry, Jack. Here I am. I'm dominating the show. I'm a ball hog. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Excess savings. Well, if you if you saved and you have any money, they're going to decide, well, you've got, you've got excess savings. This poor family over here who maybe like to go to Hawaii every other year and get a new car every two years... Um, and you don't go on vacations and don't buy new cars every two years. You have excess savings. They're going to take some of your money and give it to the other my, couple. My funeral it's just fairness is to be cremated in a pile of all my remaining money. <laughs> there is no such thing as excess savings in my bank account. Well, my dad has been worried about this for a long time. Now, he's, he's he just turned 80 years old, so it's probably not going to happen in his lifetime. he's in the clear. <laughs> he might be in the clear. He, I, I keep using the new car one because he's got a, a, an acquaintance it drives him crazy who has regularly said, don't you get bored driving the same car for 10 years? I get bored after a couple of years and need a new car, which is fine. Again, you get to make that choice. Sure. But don't complain if you don't have as much money as somebody who drives the same car for 10 years. Don't want to hear a word out of you. And I certainly don't want the government coming for my money. If you get bored with you. Exactly. What is that? What are you doing, Michael? I, this is just so... Just to listen. The grown-ups are talking, all right? This <laughs> is sorry. serious stuff. No, this is serious stuff, too. This will make you ill. <laughs> Those who have been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted, by whatever skill, more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that. Yeah, yeah, that's the governor, and that's the exact attitude. You have disproportionately whatever <laughs> mined from the great pile of money that exists out there by saving your money. They're going to take it from you and give it to the, uh, to the, the, the couple that's 65 years old and don't have any money left because they've lived a more uh, upscale lifestyle. Extravagant, sure. Well, I'm not even going to put those judgments on it. You know? Oh, I will. <laughs> I don't want to take away somebody's right to do that. As long as you don't take away my right to not right. do that. But yeah. not, I, if I had to bet, if I had to bet money, I'll bet it goes in the direction of excess savings tax. Wouldn't you? Yes. If you had to bet. Which oh, yeah. is just, to me, that would be the official, we're done. We're done as an experiment. Capitalism is now over. The whole democracy capitalism thing is completely over at that point. 
I've lived all over the country. I've lived in a couple different places in the world uh, as a service brat. And I will tell you this. The minute any state passes that law, I am so far gone, I will move the next week and, and say goodbye Oh, you have to. Yeah, I, you and I will. You would have any choice. Yeah. Just for the record, oh, it's easy for you to say. You guys make a lot of When Judy and I were flat effing broke, we put away $5 a week. $5 because we believed in saving. Are there people who talk like that? Yeah, they do they, all the time. I get the calls at home. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can count into that. Wait, who is this? How'd I you recognize you. How'd you get this number? <laughs> I think you just, you know, you're always lecturing people. Who are you? Right. <laughs> it's the worst when they call. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? And a furious exchange of tweets and insults. President Trump and Republican Senator Bob Corker ramping up their very public feud this morning. I think Corker gets it. I think Corker gets that we've moved into a new era, and this is just the way it works now. Well, and as an expert in making people angry, I'd like to point out what Bob Corker is doing, which is beautiful making somebody angry technique. (laughs) So if you've ever dreamed of making others angry, stay with it. Stay with us as I break it down. How much debt is the average American carrying these days? And Megyn Kelly calling out Fox News and Bill O'Reilly. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Gannon. Wow, yeah. O'Reilly uh, screaming fit at the New York Times. we got to play that again for you a little later. That's something. Unfortunate. Stay, stay, <laughs> stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fifty-year-old women all across America, or I guess younger women, too. If you watched in reruns, Full House, John Stamos announced he's getting married. So oh. a lot of women out there who wished it had been them all these years. <laughs> Uncle late. Jesse. Uncle Jesse's getting married. He's 54. Good with kids. I mean, that's really attractive, too. He's 54. She's a 31-year-old model. And they're getting married. What's that noise? <laughs> It was making weird noises for you some ever reason. Speaks for itself. You ever seen Stamos's belly button? No. It's weird. Oh, stop it. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. But I tell you, a furious exchange of tweets and counter-tweets and insults. President Trump and Senator Bob Corker continuing their very public feud. Senator Corker calling Trump's attendance at the weekly GOP caucus luncheon about tax reform. More about a photo op than a discussion on actual reform. So shortly after, Trump tweets, Bob Corker, who helped President O give us the bad Iran deal and couldn't get elected dog catcher in Tennessee, is now fighting tax cuts. Corker tweeting back, same untruths from an utterly untruthful president, alert the daycare staff, and then he repeated part of that on CNN. The president uh, has great difficulty with the truth on many issues. Senator adding, the president is debasing our nation. You hate to have your nation debased. What I like uh, from Corker uh, on the theme of making people angry and provoking them into doing something ridiculous is he's not, and and he's got to be careful about this because he's he's not counter punching in the way people usually do. He's portraying Trump as pathetic, as a child, and the more he he goes with that theme, if he's trying to make him really angry, because I know the Trump sort of guy. And if he can stay away from the president's uh, relationship with the truth and go with the daycare thing is the thing. 
Go with a... Uh, oh, he, oh, you probably need a nap now. You're getting a little angry, aren't you? You need some sleep? Wow. Oh, listen to the little baby. Listen to him. I mean, he, he trumps the top of his head. will blow off. Go with condescension, Corker. Know your opponent. See, I actually want this tax reform, so I'm kind of uh, thinking along those lines. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that the one thing Trump is probably as good at it yep. as anybody in the world is negotiating, right? And putting together deals. And, God, I would think his, one of his rules from the art of the deal would have to be not take things off the table right away, like right. this whole 401k thing. Yeah. Wait till you need it. Or wait till they need it. You know, yeah, don't don't ceremoniously take things on the table, uh, put them on or take them off until they're useful to you. Seems a little odd, but I, he felt the need to spin it. He saw somebody on cable news bring it up, I guess. Well, it was freaking a lot yeah. of people out. Yeah, yeah. But, the you know, the smart people, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in, in, his, in his White House were arguing, look, it's part of a whole package. Wait till you see the whole package, which is the way it's going to have to work. And I think there are times like this where you do need a unified message coming out of the administration. Because that's the whole point. That's the that's what we're talking about. You've got to wait. Everybody, just wait. Wait till you see what we come up with. That's got to be the unified message. It's just it's bad messaging. Turns out the average American adult is now sixty three thousand dollars in debt. New survey from Go Banking rates average not including down, your house. That or including your that house. includes a house. Uh, Go banking rates average. These people down, do not live in California. No, indeed. Or they don't own houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, they averaged out how much Americans say they owe in mortgage, credit card, student loan, auto loan, and medical debt. And at least half of all Americans say they've got credit card debt. I would think it'd be more than that. Anyway, sixty-five percent say they owe money on their mortgage. So overall, average American sixty-three thousand dollars in debt. Now, when I looked at that myself, I thought, ah, it seems a little low, actually, if you have a house. Yeah, there must be a lot of, well, the rest of the country's right. different. Right. A lot of people... Like for me, I've only got my car and a single credit card. Yes. Like I don't have anything yeah, so else you could, beyond yeah. that. And gotcha. you look at my two big kids who are in their 20s, and they don't have any dang house. Mm-hmm. they got uh, flea bag apartments. Um, Sean just showed me a picture. Apparently, he displayed it on one of the late night shows. It looks uh, yeah, like yeah. John Stamos does have a weird belly button, so that's been confirmed, if you were concerned. You want to see the picture, Joe? <laughs> it's very strange. Is it an innie or an outie? It's or? neither. It's neither. It's a, it's, it's, it's like something a very accident. unique uh, uh, unto himself. Wow. Mm. Megyn Kelly, after Fox News and Bill O'Reilly, during her monologue on Megyn Kelly today, she explains that the network obviously knew about Bill O'Reilly's history of abuse because she's among those who spoke up. O'Reilly calls the Times reports a malicious smear, claiming that no woman in 20 years ever complained to human resources or legal about him. Maybe that is true. Fox News was not exactly a friendly environment for harassment victims who wanted to report, in my experience. However, O'Reilly's suggestion that no one ever complained about his behavior is false. I know because I complained. And Kelly offered proof. She wrote an email to Fox News co-presidents uh, Bill Shine and Jack Abernathy detailing her knowledge and experience of O'Reilly. Did she, has she said, and she probably has, and I've forgotten, exactly what it was he was doing to her? No, I haven't heard specifics okay. on that. Anyway, this all comes after the New York Times reported that the network knew one of O'Reilly's accusers was paid $32 million despite claiming they weren't told the specifics of what Kelly obviously refers to as a jaw-dropping dollar amount. Megan Kelly said, what on earth would justify that amount? What awfulness went on? Question mark. Yeah, I... Uh... 
I agree with Joe. I just I, I find it hard to believe the thirty two million dollar number. Yeah, that's like giant settlement when a horrifying tragedy takes your child and you sue a company yeah. type settlement, which yeah. never holds up. But yeah, thirty two million dollars and it's lease wheel, right? Aren't we talking about yep. lease wheel? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty show. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I, I don't even like to get into the stuff because it's it's troubling and it's it's terrible and it's it's sick. But there's an awful lot of Fox uh, people on the record saying O'Reilly, you know, still still that are still talking about it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he would have to have raped her or committed some act of sexual oh. violence. I would think, just judging by the history of this sort of thing, nobody writes a check for $32 million. Weinstein raped people, it would appear, and paid a hell of a lot less to have them go away. Yeah, yeah, I don't... And and O'Reilly doesn't have anything near the control of the cable news business that uh, Harvey Weinstein has of uh, movies, TV. Mm -hmm. There you go, that's a wrap, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Harvey Weinstein could ruin you. You wouldn't work again. Bill O'Reilly can't prevent you from going to CNN. No. Hell, you'd be more attractive to CNN if you had a a history with O'Reilly. Without a doubt. Um, We should probably play the clip of O'Reilly in the New York Times uh, building, screaming that this is a bull-ass, because he's, man, he's worked up, if you haven't heard that yet, so we'll do that. We'll do it live! Um, We got more on the whole Russia investigation that we didn't get to. It's taken a completely different turn now. And yesterday, Jack brought us the news that liquefying the dead is the new trend in American burials. Not cremation, not burying. What do the Zoroastrians do with their dearly beloved? It will shock you. Okay, all that on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, I'm mad at him. I wish I had more protection. Mad at God. That's a calm Bill O'Reilly. He had more to say. Anybody who doesn't like me will believe all the stuff that the smear merchants put out. Because they want to believe it. That's true. Um, That is absolutely true. So he was at the New York Times yesterday. The reason he's screaming is because they went front page the story. The, The big Sunday story in the New York Times is powerful. Oh, yeah. That's a powerful position. Probably outside of 60 minutes, maybe the most powerful thing in the world. Well, is the New York Times the most read newspaper in the world? I believe so. It might be. It certainly is the biggest, most read paper in America. Anyway, they went front page with O'Reilly himself paying $32 million to somebody, and O'Reilly went to the New York Times to scream at them. We have physical proof that this is bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. So, it's on you if you want to destroy my children further. All right? Because it's all crap. Why don't you be human beings once? This is horrible. It's horrible what I went through. Horrible what my family went through. This is crap. And you know it. It's politically and financially motivated. And we can prove it with, with 
shocking information. <laughs> that sounded a little like a tease on the O'Reilly factor. It did, and we'll do that right after this. <laughs> um, uh, man, Impact I'm, segment. I'm being blackmailed. I'm easily led by people with passionate defenses. I've fallen for a bunch of them. Like, there's a story out the Iditarod guy has cheated. He's been he's been giving uh, drugs to his dogs, and he's won four Iditarods. Yeah, the dogs were were roiding. The yeah. dogs were juicing. And he was on the <coughs> bad dog, bad dog. And he was on the news today saying, "I never, never would, and never have drugged my dogs to win this race is too important." I mean, I thought, you know, I believe you, but I believed Marion Jones, I believed Mark McGuire, I believed Jose Canseco, I believed uh, Alex Rodriguez. I wait, wait, all... wait, wait! You believed Jose Canseco? <laughs> no, I didn't believe him. <laughs> But all the other ones, Marion Jones especially, U.S. Oh, the darling of U.S. Uh, crying and uh, held by her husband. I I can't believe that. I absolutely never, ever. She had she had a bandaid on her butt from getting injected that day as yeah. she was blubbering. And then a couple years later, she comes out and says, "Yeah, I did it. I yeah." All the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but man, I was fast though, right? I, I oh, who's the best example? The bicycle rider, my my uh, my second cousin, that's right, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong. That's right. Um, yeah. I believed him because he was just so passionate about it. And it turns out he was he was lying more than anybody's ever lied. I mean, yeah. God, they were flying him to get blood transfusions in the middle of the race. I mean, he just was full on corrupt and lying about it. But I'm just a sucker for impassioned defenses. Mm. And I hear Bill O'Reilly there, and I think, nah, nah, they're railroading him. But i got to remember all these other examples out there of people who are willing to bring the full passion to these things. And it turns out they were lying. And if O'Reilly's going to say, I can prove it, I think now's as good a time as any, Bill. (laughs) Get to proving. To come forward to that proof. Waiting for sweeps week? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, you don't have a show anymore. Let's hear it. And I love it. Bill O's always been great to us. Really nice. Yep, he absolutely has. I'm not a hot chick in a short skirt. No, you're not. Uh, (laughs) But if he does have that sort of proof, he's got to bring it out and and do it, publish it. Uh, Defend yourself. I mean, at some point, man, your kids, I think your kids have heard it. Well, number one, one of your kids is in their 20s. The other one's a teenager. I think they've heard about it now. I think maybe it's time to clear your name. Yeah, they're probably aware you were the front page story of the New York Times. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, and he, and he hates the New York Times and feels like they have been unfair in all kinds of ways for decades. Now's your chance to blow them out of the water. Right. With, you went front page with the story, and it's completely not true. Here's my proof. What's holding them back from the proof? Eh, it's difficult to come up with a good example. Well, yeah, now now would be a good time, as you pointed <laughs> out. Um, Michael, do you have the statement from the Iditarod dog again that we heard a moment ago? The dog defending itself, the Iditarod dog? <laughs> you know what the difficult part of dogs roiding is that it takes three dogs because one is obviously getting the shot. One has got to hold the syringe between his paws uh. because they have no thumbs. And then the third dog has to press on the syringe to get the roids into the other dog's butt. I, so I heard that denial that art, art, art. I heard that. Ar, 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 ar. You lying bitch. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I just, but oh, so childish. But it so is. enjoyable. That's <laughs> funny though. Yeah, it it is childish. The world is full of ugliness and, and and pain and stress and weight upon us all. Can't we enjoy a laugh now and again? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a good impassioned something or other. I don't even know what that was. Ah, God. The the oh. 
Oh, I, I don't know which is worse. The really bringing up the emotions and accusing people um, <clears throat> over something minor or major. <clears throat> which which is more ridiculous? Uh, looking people in the eye with tears, <clears throat> with tears streaming down your face. How dare you? I have worked so hard my entire life because you're cheating at baseball. And who freaking cares, really? Right. Or the, <clears throat> the the sexual stuff, which is a serious thing. Sure, you damage people. Yeah. I don't know. The invoking of the kids to me is a it's a different grade of argument and if you're going to invoke your kids names and their suffering etc cetera, etc cetera, well then you got to bring the goods i mean otherwise you're uh, you're trying to get people to back off because you're trotting your kids out in front of you as human shields which to me is just morally unthinkable unless you are sincere he lost his job which was the best job in all of cable news maybe all news and has paid out millions of dollars, certainly. Right. And he has proof that he's not guilty, and he's holding on to it for some reason. You lost your job, and you've paid out millions of your own dollars. Many millions. But you can prove that they're lying. Prove it, Bill, on tape. No, wait a minute. Do it live! <laughs> we'll do it live! I don't know. Ah, boy. How do Zoroastrians deal with their dead? It's fascinating. And the Russia probe is turned... Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.